You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Tom. Oh, I'm Bob. Oh, oh, listen to you, fellas. So tricky. Switching up. People don't. No. People confuse us all the time. Anyway, that's right. Yeah, I'm Bob. And I am Tom. And the other voice is Patrick. Say hi, Patrick. Yeah, uh, this is Patrick. Uh, do you do you find people hate you, or is that just me? That's just you. Do you guys have haters? I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. Right. Get those those hater sunglasses things you know what i mean like, <laughs> the hater blockers yeah you just get those you're good it's cheaper than uh wayfarers you're easy um yo let's let's get right to our sponsors thank you to uh let's go back to regular scheduled programming patrick you're gonna do noises let's go thank you to close casket activities hold on oh he needs ah. to hold on for a minute let's see ah. that's that's tom doing good sounds uh oh. What do we got? Right, was that the whole sound? Are you like lubing yeah, up? It whole, uh, yeah, it's the whole sound. Watch. Ah, I'm drinking my LaCroix every time we do it. <laughs> Thank you to Run for Cover Records. Oh, yeah. Ah, it's Lemoncello. Thank you to To Live a Lie. Uh, some people say Lemoncello is the worst flavor and that it tastes like uh, <clears throat> kind of like a lemon potpourri, but I disagree. And thank you to Convulse Records. Stay hydrated. Guys, we're, today we're sitting w- with our friends at To Live a Lion Convulse. We're going to start at Convulse Records, convulserecords.com. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Manic Mantra, which, mm. for those who are unfamiliar, is the cassette subsidiary of Convulse, essentially subsidiary, side label, second label, whatever you want to call it. Uh Folks behind Convulse do a little thing called Manic Mantra and do some really interesting tapes. Uh, I'm going to point out two today that I think are worth your time and attention. Uh, the first being Crime Lab, a uh, band from Albuquerque. <clears throat> um, I don't know how to describe this. This is not, this is more in line with something you might find on a run for cover. Maybe reminds me of some of the acts on Sunday Drive Records. Uh, it's more rock in the indie kind of direction uh lemonheads is the name name checked here i don't think that's in uh, inaccurate it's kind of stripped down but very tuneful and interesting i think this is cool the songs i've checked i really enjoyed so check out the crime lab crime lab fall in love with everything cassette i love the Uh, idea of a crime lab right not not like to solve crimes no no to make crimes to brainstorm (laughs) to make the best crimes yeah, crime lab. Um, the other, which is a little more right up my alley, is the band Surrogates, uh, self-titled cassette. Bands from Minneapolis, fast, hardcore punk, 80s style. Uh, listen to 
the uh, the the first song intro rooftop, you'll immediately get the energy. I think it's awesome. Um, I actually kind of curious about what this band's doing later on because it's it's kind of great. So um, go get both those tapes. Check out. Get a shirt while you're there at convulserecords.com uh, and tell them we sent you. Guys, swinging over to to live a lie to live a lie.com. Click on that web store. How familiar are you guys with the band Crom? Uh, I'm familiar with their album covers. Tom? Not until I saw the little I post about it, honestly. No. Uh, I have to be honest. Very familiar with their album covers. I don't. How, how have I known this band forever? Okay. This record originally came out in 2001. It feels like it's even more classic than that. Um how do I describe this? Uh, metal, for sure. Thrashy, hardcore, some sludgier stuff, I think, in there. Um, came out in 2001. I think it's being reissued, remixed. There's a Chrome documentary, mostly unreleased out there. Uh, this is awesome. The cover, can you describe the cover of this record, Patrick, or should I? Uh, we're talking about the one with the warrior yeah, the woman riding a polar wars. bear. Yes, correct. <laughs> yeah, so it's a, uh, uh, you know, maybe Frazetta inspired uh, fantasy yes. thing of uh, a mountain range in the back. Uh, v- classic fantasy stuff like high white peak mountain range in the back on a field of uh, of ice, uh, a uh, raven haired. Uh, warrior seductress carrying a battle axe, uh, riding a, uh, a harnessed polar bear. Yes. Uh, it's it's a great it's great it's a great image. I mean, it looks like a yeah a meatloaf cover. Yeah, it, it, it's everything I want in um, the world. It's fantastic. So um, it's like a Thundercats logo, <laughs> Crom. Yeah, it's it's very high fantasy. Um, everyone, you know what? When I read that, mm-hmm. I thought they were like a band from seventy forty eighty nine. Yeah, there you go. Um, everybody should check this out. It's fun. It's crazy. Um, a bunch of the versions I think are already gone, but you can still get the Black Lotus vinyl. So check that pre order out um, to livelie dot com. Check out the web store. Uh, the other thing, this is the quick one. Get the Controlled Substance, the Path Split Cassette. Um, controlled. I think are they both from Long Island? These are two fast hardcore bands. Uh, I've heard both of them and liked what I've heard. Fast hardcore punk. Check it out, one hundred percent. Controlled Substance, The Path, Split Cassette. Guys, how you doing? How you feeling? Uh, feeling really good. Uh, we should talk about a couple new things. Hmm. Patty with the new new. Well, we failed to talk about it. Who's got releases? I know Scowl, Zulu, Drug Church. Who else? Jell. Oh, singles? Yeah. Who's got singles or releases that came out? Because I was thinking about it. Uh, last episode, we got we got off on a jag. We were talking about a specific thing. So I, I didn't. I forgot to bring up new shit. What is new that, that everybody should be checking out? Truth Cult. Oh, you guys are raving about the Truth Cult in the fucking uh, uh, group chat. So Truth Cult, Jell's uh, uh, got two, the got two singles out. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Two singles. I like the first single better than the second single. Same thing with Scowl. Uh, 
Uh, who else has got stuff coming out? Uh, yeah, I mean, the question of the day. <laughs> Everybody gets stuff coming out. Uh, I really love the new Object of Affection LP that just came out. Um, I think Run for Cover had a hand in that. You can order it over there. Um, man, it's uh, it's kind of high season. I think there's a lot of new stuff coming out. Um, we 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 know our boys uh, from the I N C E N D I A R Y are putting out a record pretty soon. Mm. Um, I didn't want to get I didn't want to get Patrick off on one on that, you know. So you wrapped it. So you made it rhyme. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow, man. I think there's a lot more. Uh, Military Gun, they got their single out. We we forget about it because that's been recorded for a minute, but that's coming soon. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of new music coming out. So, um, what what has you tickled, Patrick? Uh, you know, I like the discourse. I like I like uh, scowl. So, uh, when I heard these scowl tracks uh, a few months ago when we were on tour, they were debating what the first single was going to be, and there was this discussion of. You know, do we put out the the stuff that is uh, implicitly hardcore so that people don't get the wrong impression that we're doing like a full shift away from hardcore? You know, like there's a lot, there's thought that goes, you can overthink this shit, right? And yeah, uh, particularly if you're a younger band, you're going to overthink it. And uh, I understood their rationale for maybe putting out the hardcore song with, with kind of alty choruses as kind of the... Uh, you know, middle course. Let's put that out as the first single, give people a taste. But Perfect. instead, they went with they went with the full kind of uh, '90s alternative track uh, as the first single, and I thought that that was a much better move. Um, and I no think it's a stronger song. Uh, mm. And uh, but the second single, I think, probably does the, the the purpose, does the thing, which is remind people, oh yeah, we can. We can still scream, you know. It's like don't 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 be confused. So, uh, I but I like the discourse. I like people, um, kind of uh, talking on these bands and talking about what they like or don't like. And Scowl always gives them something to like or dislike. So I think that's cool. Uh, Zulu, uh, I only heard. I think they've only got. A, do they have a full record out or is it just a single? I only heard the single. Um. But yeah, I think that I think they got a new record. I think the record's out like imminently. Yes, exactly right. Exactly how I was going to say it. Okay. Uh, I thought I it was, was yeah, uh, the, the new Zulu. I thought well, the single I heard was firstly. Now I understand that uh, the the tag Black Power Violence is that would be a good tag no matter what type of music you play, right? And like like as long as if you assuming you're black. So like if 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 you're black and and you kind of like your music is about black topics and whatever. And you want to like, it, you could play hatebreed style music and you should still use black power violence. It works. Right. But, uh, I, I'm like maybe autistic and pedantic. So I'm like, it's not really power violence. So is it, but the, but the new song comes pretty fucking close. You know? <laughs> so, uh, I thought that that was cool. I also think it's their best track. Uh, can I interrupt? Yeah, go. We're, ta- we're telling tales out of school. The record came out on Friday the third. Oh, there you go. Ooh, yeah. when, well, we were, when we were recording this, it was days ago, a couple of days ago. Yeah. Okay, so so when you hear this, you're gonna be like, "It came out two weeks ago, assholes." Yeah, yeah. yeah. But right. in reality, it was like seventy two hours ago. Okay, so uh, 
Yeah, I, well, now I'll listen to the whole thing because I thought that the new track was probably uh, their best material to date. I've, I've heard that. People are saying that not only is this their best material, it kind of... How do I put it? It doesn't, it doesn't change the direction of what they were doing. Just everything feels tighter. Yeah, everything sure. feels like more locked in, which is cool, which is the kind of kind of fun thing to see with bands as they evolve. Yeah. Um, I... Uh, I think new talking new new. The band Fugitive has me very interested. Oh um, yeah, I I listen. I haven't been able to give. The, there's a couple of things that are kind of sitting in my, uh, I, I guess, musical to do pile. Yep. And uh, uh, a shame to say that that one has not made it to the top yet. But uh, everybody's telling me that it's the fuck. You only thing. had some time during the day to do stuff. Listen. <laughs> It's a, traveling I, I don't know if you know this a van is a mental dead zone it's terrible it's like it, it's yeah, i was there before how, in, before cell phones shocking how oh my god i had to bring i had to bring my cassettes and cds yep so don't tell me no. i think about it even just <clears throat> i got a cell phone for the first like long tour i went on week tours and weekend tours and stuff the first full us that i did i got a cell phone to go on it Mostly just because uh, my significant other at the time wanted to be able to reach me and realized if I didn't have a cell phone, I was not going to use a payphone. So, um, and even that was a trip, you know. Uh, so having no cell phone, yeah, it's it's uh, a fun time. Uh, Fugitive is ripping because they came to New York, headlined a show with Akulu, and then they just like two weeks ago. Now, when you're hearing this, they headlined one of the shows playing uh this is austin not that great fest and apparently tore it up so <laughs> i have a feeling that's a band who's right out of the gate gonna be popping yeah and yeah, yeah, uh no. you know i haven't sat with it in the way i want to but on my cursory listens i was like oh i'm excited this isn't this isn't doing the thing right this isn't going, hey, this is a dude from Power Trip doing a new band that's going to replace your space for Power Trip in your listening selection. You know what I mean? It's, hey, this is a dude from Power Trip. If you like Power Trip, you're probably going to like it, but you're not going to file this in that same space, uh, which is kind of exciting. I think, it's, yeah. I think it's really a cool sound. So I think that band is only going to continue doing good things and bigger things because they are already lit like people are already very excited about them that's cool and it's got members uh, power trip creeping death scourge impalers and ans yeah yeah it's a no, pretty it's, it's a super group of sorts yeah it's a super group um all right who else is who else has got something i'm trying to think enforced oh yeah yeah, yeah coming soon and april uh so that's cool uh they just put out a video it's really good it's really 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 it's good so metal yeah so I'm pretty psyched on that. Um, speaking of Enforced, a few of those folks are in the band Destruct, who just put out a new LP on Grave Mistake. It's uh, very good on the punk side of things. Um, I don't know. I don't. It's like it's that dirty, grimy punk, but they, they obviously have chops, you know. So it's it's kind of impressive. Um, another one that I'm planning to sit with more. I only gave it a couple of listens, so I was like, "Oh, this is cool." Uh, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, <clears throat> I threw out a question 
you know, whether Patrick knew this or not when he brought up the question about what new music is exciting people, what new bands are exciting them the most. And we got a lot, a lot of responses. And it's kind of cool. And this is sort of the thing that when I think about what makes me the most psyched about what we've done with Axe Grind over the 475 years that we've been doing this podcast um, is uh, is when we are able to expose people to new music or ask the questions that prompts people to check new things out. So uh, I'm hoping we get to do more of that. Tom, you are a resident goes to the best shows and goes to the most shows outside of sure. touring man over here. Um, what's some other stuff that you've seen recently that's kind of caught your attention? Oh, geez. I know. I know. Not trying to put you on the spot. Yeah, but you, but you did. <laughs> but you did. Um, I'm trying to think what I've seen recently that I was um, – Wreckage? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Let's talk Wreckage. So I'm at FYA, which isn't that recently, but it's recently enough. I thought they were dope. People have been buzzing about this. Wreckage put out like a, a cassette uh, maybe a year and a half ago that was good. And then last year they put out a, a record that uh, is very good. And it's kind of straightforward hardcore in this cool way. Uh, it has a lot of energy, feels young, feels fresh, and... Uh, that's just, I think, kind of feels like a breath of fresh air in in a space where sometimes the hardcore is focusing very much on the hard or focusing, you know, on these specific niche niche things. It's like like how Restraining Order. They're like a hardcore punk band that it seems like just about anybody can get down with, right? Sure. Wreckage is like a hardcore band that just about anybody can get down with. You know they're they're not quite as far they're they're a little more straightforward than they are like a bo- like restraining order makes me think of old Boston hardcore you know early eighties stuff uh, wreckage just makes me think of like that late eighties but not straight edge not too New York but there's definitely some New York hardcore in the DNA you can mosh you can stage dive you're gonna sing along so uh, shout out to wreckage. Um, Jack from AOA has a band called. Uh, Godskin Peeler put out a, a three-song record with uh, our buddies in Streets of Hate. Yo, that's that sounds like an upstate New York band name, right? Godskin Peeler from the record is called Erase the God Form. I love this. You'll like this, Pat. Yeah. What's I'm what's the right Troy Core band? Stigmata. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, stigmata, this is stigmata, stigmata and would be the All Out War, like like uh, side project band, and in, in by name alone, I'm not saying that's what this sounds like, but the name sounds like <laughs> probably yeah. not far off. All right, do we have anything else new, or do we want to get into some bullshit? No, we got a lot. We got. I mean, we can go through this all day. All right, uh, things people are people are buzzing us about. Um, and this oh, is plan cool. on a chain too. Plan we talked about chain. before. We did. We did. Uh, I don't want people you to like, have to do that because that's your boy, and I feel like it's like Paola. But like, <laughs> I don't know Dave as well. But yeah. I, I, when that came out, I was like, "Oh, that's Dave," because he's on everything. Yeah, it's a solo project apparently, just featuring <laughs> Dave Ackerman, because <laughs> he's on every record cover and every piece of merchandise. Mm. We uh, fuck. I made a uh, in the group chat because he's on the backs of the shirts. You know. Um, and he was like, oh, you know, uh, posting about the new record. 
people from his life that are not necessarily, you know, uh, deep dyed in the wool hardcore fans saw sure. it and were like, oh, cool. It's a shirt with my friend Dave on it. So they ordered it, right? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. So, so he, and, uh, you know, it's become quite a thing. So I made a, uh, a mock up of, um, if you're not familiar with the, fi- the movie Swim Fan, oh, yes. a little, uh, could Dave, you not be? of course, me and Dave went and saw it opening night, obviously. Amazing. Um, uh, I made a little mock-up of that, that Dave Ackerman had the perfect life until the Planet on a Chain merch dropped. Uh, <laughs> uh, the movie what ever happened with Swim Fan? The movie? IRL, like the the the, the woman who was a swim fan. Uh, you mean, I think Erica her name Christensen? Erica Christensen. Yeah. Let's see. What, what did happen to Erica Christensen? I While I'm doing that, tragic. I'm trying to figure out who's putting out the Fugitive record. Like, when's the vinyl for that coming out? Erica Christensen. <laughs> And I'm asking that to to the gods. Someone find that out and let me know. All right. So Erica Christensen, uh, born August 82, was in Traffic, Swim Fan, The Banger oh, Sisters. Oh, she was in Traffic. I watched it the other day. Yeah. Uh, the Perfect Score, Flight Plan, How to Rob a Bank, The Tortured, that's 2010, and then was in The Case for Christ in 2017. American Christian drama film directed by John Gunn. Yeah, all right. Uh, She was in Parenthood, the NBC family drama that I never watched. So Mm -hmm. she was in that. Oh, so she was something in relatively recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to see what's going on. Uh, What happened? So Parenthood was a long 2007 to 2015. Uh, Let's see. Kristen's a regular cast member. Yeah, so she was she was a regular on that. think she's been struggling oh uh-oh 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 Uh-oh. what do we got 2016 christensen led the cast of the hallmark channel television film anything for love co-starring with paul green listen that's where it happened we all gotta get we all gotta get paid rent's Uh, gotta get paid oh uh oh um uh, 2017 co-starred with mike vogel and robert forster in the lee strobel biopic the case for christ in the role of strobel's wife leslie um, she starred in the ABC drama series Ten Days in the Valley alongside Kira Sedgwick. Oh, that's so pleasant. Um, I don't know. I think she Kira Sedgwick is hardcore related. Is she? That's true. Yeah. Her son and, Travis oh, Bacon. Oh, that's right. That's was right. in Black yeah. Anvil for a while. Was in a bunch of like uh, punk and like threat like crust bands in New York. Was was known to frequent St. Mark's. So, yeah, shout out. Um, I don't know. I'm looking at this career. I think she peaked at Swim Fan. I mean, it's a good peak. Was guest starred on Frasier in 1998 as Teenager. That's pretty good. I would still say Swim Fan is better than Frasier. Yeah. Um, Guest starred on Third Rock from the Sun as Brianna. Swim Fan still tops In an episode titled Collect Call for Dick. (laughs) it's <laughs> pretty good all right she has a lot of good guest stars she had a svu appearance in 2008 yeah you need one need one i i think she needs a law and order spinoff series like maybe like like law and order high school where she can kind of be on the other side of the swim fan thing like she investigates the weird and strange crimes that happen to like overly sexed teens that could work mm-hmm. right I think that's uh, that's the next turn for her. Uh, Pat, have you seen Knock at the Cabin? Yeah, uh, that's the one we talked about. Where I said, "Yeah, I think that the message is maybe a, a touch out of sync with the 
Like it would have been more powerful if it was. Oh, that's right. We did talk about that. And then yeah. You, yeah, you said wrong stuff. Wrong stuff. I said you objectively said correct stuff. things. Um, objectively correct. 85% true things. Uh, I thought it was a good movie, I, though. I, I, yeah. Batista well, is a great actor for a man of that uh, character. He he is very good at what he does. Uh, he I, makes me I feel uncomfortable, though. Yeah, I mean, big guys with gentle demeanors can be like a little, a, a, a little something, you know. Like, but he just—I feel like his skin's gonna rip off his body. Mm. Oh, I don't know about that. Like, he's too big. <laughs> like, he's too big for his like exoskeleton. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet twenty bucks spin is doing the uh, fugitive if they're gonna do a record because they did a cassette. That makes sense. Twenty bucks spin. All right, that does make sense. Um, are you guys familiar with the Black Eyed Peas song "Where's the Love"? Yes. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our our friend uh, swim fan was in that video, so mm. pretty cool. Did not know that. <sighs> now we know. Um, that's where Eric Christensen is. This has been Eric Christensen Corner. Um, let's talk more about new hardcore. Uh, sure. Let me give you some names and tell you uh, what I'm seeing a lot of. I'm seeing a lot of wreckage. Um, I'm seeing some spaced, which I think is cool. I think yeah, spaced is a yeah. cool band. Yeah. Uh, someone really going up for for Richmond, but also the South in general. Hit us with Killing Pace, Downfall, Riot Stairs, Symbiote, and Your Spirit Dies. Not familiar with Your Spirit Dies. That's interesting. I like the name. Um, I just found out Downcast made a record in 2020, and it's good. True or false, guys? True. Um, I don't know if it's good, though. <laughs> they listen, did release a record in 2020. Yeah. There's all types of shit that I did not know put out i saw something the other day that was like right up my alley classic ish hardcore and had an album out last year that i did not hear and it, it, there's a whole bunch of shit that completely slides under my radar which is pretty bizarre there's a lot going on um burning lord high viz stand still brain tourniquet the brain new brain tourniquet record that iron lung just put out is fucking awesome um, I got that in the Wound Man record uh, out for delivery to my house right now. So, uh, Killing Pace and Blazing Tomb. Killing Pace is, I think, the band in Richmond right now. So, if anybody's curious about that, yeah, should should definitely check it out. Um, yeah, Super heavy, I think. Yeah, and it's very good. Heavy enough for the heavy person, fast enough for the punk yep. kid. Yep. yep. Um, you know what? Uh, the band Anklebiter gets some mentions here, a few different mentions. And I think Hell that yeah. deserves some attention. Uh, Adrian, Adrian from Boston, getting some mes- yes, mentions. Yes, we talked about them. Yeah, quite good. Very nineties, early aughts, metallic hardcore. Yes, yeah, and do it going out on days. I think. Yep, that's correct. Um, let's see here. Uh, Big laugh, MS Paint, High Viz, Lawful Killing, mm, TS War Spite, and Spite House. Uh, Spite House, cool band, going on tour very soon. Um, check them out. Truth Cult get mentions, a lot of brain target to get. Gum. Gum, uh, I think, is popping. Uh, I think people should be they on should be. the uh, view of that. Uh, heard they're going to be touring a bit this upcoming spring summer with other bands that uh, that excite people. Um, I think they're in Brooklyn in April. Yeah, I think they are. Uh, wielded, uh, Planet on Chain, Wielded Steel. Not familiar with Wielded Steel. I like that name very much. Speed. Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Dookie entered the room. I'm going to put Dookie on to What's say up, something Dookie? so that you can be the judge. Don't give him any prep. You, okay. you just Because last episode, we he came up 
And okay, yeah, no, we explain, got explain why we need him to explain. No, 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 let, no, let him talk first, it. then we can ruin yeah. it. Dookie, come over here if you don't mind. Would you? Uh, this is that podcast Jump on the podcast hardcore music. Uh, would you give That's a shout out guess. to, for example, uh, uh, Mexican wow. Coke? Um, shout out to uh, Mexican Coke, killing it. Uh, shout out to Strange Joy. Uh, shout out to any other bands from the uh, Coachella Valley. Hey, Dookie, that can aren't you hear hardcore. Me? Dookie, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Dookie, uh, Mexican Coke's great. How have you enjoyed being on tour with Patrick? It, it's awesome. I wake up to him. I look at his uh, bright and shiny face every morning. Um, mm. Happy as fuck. Uh, it's, it's great. It's a dream how come true. F- how do you feel about his pronunciation of words? Do you think he's pretty good at pronouncing words or not so good? Well, I've been saying super heaven wrong this entire time. I've been calling him super haven. <laughs> My, I, I had no idea. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Patrick says lots of things wrong. That's, yeah, that's no, he does. Awesome. He's awesome. What are uh, what are what, whoa, 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 whoa. now? Now hold on, hold on, uh, Dookie. The reason that I need you to say something is because I did an impression of you. It was we, it was not flattering. I would say that. I just. <laughs> I mean, I, I would say it was racist. I, yeah. <laughs> I might have put I might have put a little a little too much cholo on it. Okay. Yeah, and you they did. Thought that perhaps I was doing a racist caricature. Uh, which, which which Duke has now proven you are. No, you know what the problem is, Patrick. His version of California accent is very hard to do. He's got a very very pure California thing going on there. I know, and I'm putting I'm putting like way too much like the L.A. sort of thing on this. But yeah. uh, at any rate, I said, "What's the you're putting too much Speedy Gonzalez on it?" Yeah, so, I might have yeah, done Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah, come on, <laughs> let's, let's call a spade a spade. Um, <laughs> But uh, uh, t- tell Dookie we said hello. To ask him to shout out one new hardcore band who he uh, enjoys the most. He already Fuck. shouted out Mex and Coke and Strange Joy. Um, damn, that's so hard. That's so much I pressure. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I've already done enough. Um, oh, come on. You can never I can't do, do it. Come on. Give me one. Just one. Um, I can't. I have to look at my Spotify. There's so many good bands out right, right now. Look at your Spotify and come back. You, you're okay. welcome. Right. You just come um, back when you're done, when you're ready. Okay. Come on. All right. Uh, uh, by the, by have, the way, Dookie's Dookie's move uh-huh. is to be like, is to be absolutely shocked that I haven't heard of something, and then when he hands it to me to listen to on Spotify, it'll have 139 listeners, <laughs> and I'll go, Dookie, wanna- how the fuck was I supposed to be? How are you in shock that I don't know something with 139 listeners? He, assu- he assumed you had your finger on the pulse, my friend. Uh, yeah, new drug, new drug church really excites me. This fella continues. Um, a new yeah. single, pretty hot. Thank you. It is. Uh, it's. It's potentially one of your best songs. Good work. Um, have you played it live? No, we have not yet. Here's what we found. Mm. We found that it takes everybody about two weeks to, to get on board with the song. So okay. we are instead of like playing weeks. a song that everybody's going to look at us like, oh, I haven't gotten the lyrics down for that yet. I don't know when to jump for that. Whatever. Uh, we are going to wait until it has permeated the. Yeah, you, you wait for, you're, you're waiting a soft launch it, and then, then yeah, we'll yeah, we've done our soft it. launch. Yeah. Uh, New World Man gets a lot of love, like that. Um, a Morning Star, uh, I like that name. Hold on, I'm home, giving it back to the Duke. Front. Love Homefront. Yes, Duke. All right, so I guess I'll shout out um, two bands: Trauma Ray and Bib. Okay, good shout out. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Thank you, Duke. Nice to nice to hear your voice. You take wonderful photos. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Thank I'm you. I appreciate you. that. Yeah. I heard you. We All good. Right. 
Uh, yeah, he's a Trauma Ray super fan. That, that, that's one that he's been pushing on, pushing on the band every day is Trauma Ray. I love it. Uh, Pain of Truth, Spice, Volcano, Poison Ruin gets a few mentions. Future Shock from San Antonio, Texas. Oh, interesting. Debut EP on Cash Only Records coming soon. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, okay. Uh, prize Horse, Prize, Slug, and Love, Rabbit. I like Rabbit quite a bit. Cold God. Okay. Yo, so this is fun. We will, uh, I'll share a bunch of these on, on our Instagram. Go follow us there. Ask the Grind Podcasts. Um, do, I, do I owe an apology to the Mexican community? Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if you want I mean, to write an hour from before, that. you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, that, that dude could have, if you would have been like, yeah, that's fucking. That's Billy from, in from Anaheim, you know? Yeah. yeah, that literally could have been anyone in your, like, anyone in your band. <laughs> or anyone in Print Daddy or anybody in Anxious. Uh, so, uh, some of the dudes from Anxious, that they're, they're from Connecticut. I wouldn't believe yeah. that. No, but I mean, <laughs> this dude is talking like he was like, you know. Like in a Cypress Hill video, and he comes in and he's like, hey, what's up, fellas? Yeah, I like fucking Mexican Coke. And I thought he, for the first 10 minutes, I was like, you know what? Me too. The sugar's different. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, no, no, oh, no Tom, like corn syrup. Yeah. Tom, if you're not familiar with Mexican Coke, the band, go yeah. watch a, go watch a video of them where they it's, aim it's a sawed-off shotgun at the crowd. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. It's well, live. once it put, like, I, I, I realized you were talking about a band, the band. I was like, oh, that's dope, too. All right, cool. Uh no, Which Patrick by the way. was just putting on more stereotypes, like, oh, oh check out Mexican Coke. Yeah, you like burritos listen. too? Yeah, come on. <laughs> listen, listen, everyone, listen. It, it, having having a shotgun aimed at you is is pretty uncomfortable. Uh, but I think that having a shotgun aimed at you at a show, if if you enter the social contract of going to a Mexican Coke show, and you kind of know that that's the deal. Correct. Then, you know, correct. 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 Gigi Allen is. show. You might get shit on you. Correct. That's what's you might up. Might get shit on you. So, I went to see Ice Cube, and he had two guys guys on each side of the stage pointing an AK forty seven into the crowd. <sighs> <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, they probably weren't. It was at low. No, of course. But Tom, Tom, that must have been like pre nineteen ninety nine, right? It was nineteen ninety two, and I was moshing for Wicked. Yes. Yep. Yeah. People <laughs> were moshing Hell for yeah. Ice Cube. <laughs> At Lollapalooza was ninety two. Like it, like the heart. It was like they he opened with "We got to know." People were fucking losing their minds, and there were two <laughs> fucking dudes on stage pointing automatic guns into the crowd. Yeah, those were the pretty good days. <laughs> Before ninety nine, yeah, like, special days. We'll call yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, we we can. We got lots of new music. Um, we want to talk more about new music. I kind of like how things advance. Uh. In a weird way, it's tough because when we started the podcast, we could start talking about what was going on right then in the minute, and it didn't feel like we were moving on from anything. You know what I mean? So I don't want anyone to ever feel like we're moving on from something. But if we ain't talking about something, it's because we're just trying to talk about new shit, the shit that's going on right now, because that's kind of fun. It's kind of cool to do that. At the same time, I don't want to be the podcast that goes like, oh, check out this demo tape. Check out this new thing. Check out this. All, all it. Sometimes, as Patrick, you said, as Tom, I know you feel because I feel the same. There is a huge influx in new music all the time. Like if you just wanted to listen to new music and never re-listen to something, you could. But I, I that's not the way I try to ingest. Oh, stuff, sure, you know, sure. So, anyways, um, you also, I mean, it's new. Shout out to um, Have you been following that tsunami spy tour? 
Yo, oh. selling rooms. Like big rooms. <laughs> yeah. Like like the Nile, like upstairs yeah. in fucking Arizona and drawing like 800 kids on a Monday. I'm going to be playing the Nile to like not 800 kids. So I mean, it might not be 800, but it's a big room. No, it's a fucking huge room. And they have, they're going to fill it. It's remarkable. They already did, dude. It was literally front to back sold out. That's crazy. Can we, uh, can we, a thousand people? I'm sorry. It's a thousand people. Can we get like a uh, late pass to ch- chime on something that got people chirping for like a week and, and we avoided because it felt, felt stupid? Sure. Saw people getting mad that someone from Tsunami, wait, that Tsunami made plutocracy ripoff shirts? Yes. Yeah, yeah, listen. Hit him, Patrick. <laughs> uh, the rip. I'm going to be Patrick to Patrick's Patrick. The, wait. The, the rip is time honored. Um, we, all done because, we have all done it. Check. Merely because you don't like a band does not is not to preclude them from ripping off a band you like. Correct. Right? So I get it. If you straight fucking hate something and they are borrowing from something that you love or at least respect or think is sacred in some sort of way, I get how you could have a feeling. However, uh, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Uh, opinions are like assholes. Uh, you don't like a band they still like your favorite band. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it is what it is. And some designs are just fucking hot. And that's all there is to be said about that. And so, Tsunami wasn't like, here's how we'll make our first million. We'll make a plutocracy shirt. Right. Um, yeah, it's not a, dysto- a dystopia shirt. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but the, the funny thing was just to be past. What? Please. What do you say? Everybody. Can I get a word out, man? No. Go, go on. I mean, I'll, I'll be quiet. It's cool. <laughs> I got nothing to add. All right. Um, uh, um, you go. Then Patrick can go. Thank you. Well, the big funny thing was like the big internet fucking beef was, was kind of was led by the dude from spaz. Mm, same. And, like, we're, we're big up in that spaz CD for shame. Well, I think how Joe Budden was thinking about the rollout. Joe Budden always likes to say like people start problems and like, drama when they got a rollout coming out so like people were talking about them i think that was dan from spaz's way of being like yeah we got the cd coming out Mm. i'm gonna you know start some drama but he was like going after people you know saying that it wasn't cool whatever probably not even realizing who tsunami was and what it sounded like or whatever well people were like going back at him but then some people would like would be like pearl clutching and being like I can't believe you talked to this guy from Spaz like that. But like, it wasn't overtly that. Like you, you wouldn't know it was the dude from Spaz, right? Even if you knew who the dude from Spaz was, Spaz was, you wouldn't know by looking at his Twitter, right? Right. Listen, so he was just some guy named Dan. I, I'm just gonna say that the the whole like this band is of a style that I don't respect, so so they don't get to have the same influences or love the things that I love. Again, I fully fucking get it, right? Like, I, I understand the feeling, but you have to let go of it <laughs> because that's just the nature of life is that people that you think are not doing it right are still going to love the things you love. Yeah. And the, it, just ad- adapt. The, the assumption that only cool 
and awesome people who only do cool and awesome things, like all the cool and awesome things you like, is one of the most immature things that you can believe. And, and uh, you know, yeah, and cool and awesome people are in Tsunami, and cool and awesome people are in other bands. But right. I mean, even if you fucking you know, hate Tsunami, you even if you're like, yo, I hate this it. style of music. Uh, you know what, Tom? They're allowed to like everything. Whatever they like. Let, yo, let's bring it back to Hatebreed. Yo, more people talk about plutocracy in the last month yep. than have spoken about them in Correct. fucking 20 Correct. years. Correct. Uh, let's let, let's bring it back to Hatebreed. Um, Hatebreed, uh, so here's here's the thing that m- might not be, maybe not everybody's aware of. Uh, Earth Crisis loves New York hardcore above all things, right? Like, th- they always have. and, and even, not, even the not great stuff. Even the not great stuff. And, and, the, and Hatebreed Literally, for as long as they've been a band, they like anything heavy, anything, right? That's been like one of like this is all to say that these bands that maybe you don't, that you don't think are cool, right? Like maybe there's somebody that only listens to fastcore, only listens to grind, only listens to crust, who thinks that these bands are fucking lame. Like, yo, you're entitled to that opinion. I don't give a shit. But like, here's what you got to understand: is that there is somebody with. The, the term is Catholic taste with Catholic tastes towards heavy music. They'll take it. However it comes, they'll come from fucking uh, rage against the machine, evil empire to fucking amoebics because it's heavy to them. And something about it makes sense, right? That person exists and they help keep your favorite bands on tour because they come out and they give their fucking $12. <laughs> you know I mean? so, so it's like salute. Nobody's got to be as cool as you. <laughs> you know I mean, that's $12. just what are they buying like a seven inch? Cause that's all the $12 can buy at a hardcore show in 2023. You know what? I feel like I'm still charging $12. What do my shows cost? I have no idea. Like 30 bucks. Oh, well, sorry, you're, losing, sorry. you're losing money on that $12 ticket with your, sorry, your shirts. Jesus. Listen, I would think it was like thirty bucks. I just found out what shirts cost today, so don't. don't well, I mean, don't, you're getting gouged. Don't come to me. I, 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 I have no idea what anything costs. Got laughed at in two different group chats that we had. Right, while. simultaneously, people were like, <laughs> "Well, firstly, <laughs> I mean, it might, might be my band's being fucking stupid. I don't know, but like, I think there's a few things. We'll, we'll, we'll do some math magician stuff later on. Um, so okay, that was our sidebar in plutocracy. Um. A band who actually is interesting and people should check out. And I hope that many people who like Tsunami have given it the time of day. So um, what the hell were we talking about before? That? Oh, your, new, tickets, new your tickets for like California, Pat, are 22 bucks plus fees. I mean, that's not bad. A, a steal. Yeah, a blue light special. What are yeah. we talking about? <laughs> they have <laughs> showed $26. Music. Let's go. Yeah, $26 with the $6 at 97 cent fee. So 32 at you're topping out at $33 on the uh, open market. You know what I think? I think that uh, for people that uh, maybe – I don't know why anybody would need this advice. It's really obvious. Put out a single, everybody. Uh, our shows were selling fine, and then we put out the single, and they sold a little bit better. Uh, so everybody just do that. You know, If you're going out, just try to have some music that reminds people that you're lit. All right, Pat. I'm looking at a picture from for the Glass House show. Mm-hmm. Is there a person in Prince Daddy that kind of looks like a member of Glass, of Drug Church, or is this guy from Drug Church in your picture? Is in the Prince Daddy picture? From did we play? Who's the guitarist in Drug Church that has a beard? From Glens Falls. Corey. Corey. Glens Falls. Corey from Glens Falls. Yeah. 
I should know these guys' names. They're all very sweet dudes. So I just put it in the chat. Mm-hmm. Click on that bad boy. Go down towards the bottom. Okay. And there's like a the best, pre- best games we play on the podcast. Performers, headliners, Prince Daddy and the Hyena. More performers, Drug Church, Anxious, Webbed Wing. Yes. March 11, mm-hmm. 2023, The Glass House. There's a picture of a bunch of folks oh, yeah. on the beach. Mm-hmm. The guy with the white Nikes, if you put a gun to my head, I would think that was Corey Galusha. You know what? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I can't look at this in this exact moment because I, <laughs> it, uh, I I put my new SIM card in. I put my Australia SIM card into my phone. Whatever. It's a long story, man. No, no, this, Dell? Is, this, is, this is really. You can't open it on your computer. Are you on your phone or on your computer? I'm on both. But listen, I don't understand anything anymore. I'm going to be totally frank with you. I'm at. No disrespect. I understand this guy has like a fucking real mental problem. Like not mental problem. Whatever you fucking call it. His brain's not working right. I'm at a Bruce Willis level of fucking technology understanding. Like I don't fucking understand anything. Everything. Like I'm, I'm now I'm rickety and old and like my brain doesn't work right. Uh, I'm not, I'll say it off air. The other day, er, day I was in a conversation and I, Pat, forgot, you're, on Pat, you're on the air. I forgot the name of something. <laughs> I forgot the name of something that I have, has been a presence in my life for 20 years and i could I, I in the middle of a conversation i could not put these fucking letters together to save my fucking life if you had a gun mm. to the side of my head and it was like you got to say that thing i'd be like i get oh i'm gonna die here i'm gonna die mm-hmm. 20 years and i could yeah. not it, I, there's something wrong man it's it's either microplastics maybe a vaccine i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Tom, I, I, I have, I've done the forensic science on this, uh, the photos, um, and I, I've come to a, a really disappointing conclusion. Did you know that Prince Daddy and the Hyena are also an Albany-based band? I only realized that at the Drug Church Brooklyn show when we talked about it, and I was like, they're from Albany. That's right. This is an Albany connection. Um, you're just being racist against white people with beards. He doesn't look like Corey. Come on. I'm just, uh, all, do all white men with beards look the same? Yeah, because they all got Justin Loudon. That's true. Oh, see, and you're doing it. It's it's specific. You might be racist against upstate New York whites. I mean, it's okay be? if you are. It's okay. Um, I'm cool with it. Patrick, you're looking good with the, the tight haircut. I, I'm glad you got a haircut before your tour. No, I'm, f- I'm fucking thin on top, and I need to shave my head, and my girlfriend won't let me, and I'm mad. No, listen. Fine. You don't need to keep it. You keep it as tight. Top. Keep it as tight as you can. Just, just. Keep I, it I don't think anything. any of that shit works, fellas. I, I don't respect any of this. You look younger. To, I, you I look don't younger. Like, yes, I understand that, but Maybe I don't. It's the same. It's same logic as a shaved head. If you're not allowed to shave your head, go down to a, a zero on the side and a one on the top, and be like, see, see, listen, I didn't shave I'm, my head. One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the one-hit thunder or were nothing more than a one-hit blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods. Uh, There's something very wrong with me where I am all, like I'm 100 or I'm zero. And that's, Mm. I, I, I need to be zero. I need to shave it as zero. Can I ask you fellas a question? 
I just got a DM. No moderation not, for me? Is that is that what you're DM. saying? Not a DM. Uh, what do you call it? It's text message. I just got a text message, message. Yes. Uh, from a friend in Hollywood who says, my friend is producing a small indie in LA starting next week and looking for some clearable. That means um, like yeah. for people at yeah. home, that means uh, usable. usable in film. You have the rights to use it. Uh, <clears throat> T-shirts for one of the characters uh, looking for bands with metal looking logos. Is there anybody that we can suggest of like that might want? The, I mean, it's a dead body. Dead body. All right. Good Just hit up loud and get uh, get enough. a bunch of the closed casket stuff. Yeah. Dead body has a very good metal logo. So. All right. Um, yep. All right. So I didn't uh, know you were on an Albany takeover tour. That's kind of cool. Good for you. Uh, yeah. Shout out to uh, Prince Daddy. Uh, for people that don't know what that is, uh, because it's kind of, uh, uh, rather adjacent to our world. It's, uh, kind of that like punk music where you, you don't know if the people playing it really like, like punk music per se, or if they just really like guitar music and, uh, aren't like what happens when, what happens when indie music is rough? Do you know what I mean? Like it's rough around the edges, indie music. I don't know if any of them are like died in the wool punkers. The one fell in the band I talked to the other day, uh, is more like more from the Connecticut emo scene, you know, like, uh, that type of thing. But, uh, I, you know, the, the kids, the kids that are from Albany are proper, like since like 16 throwing house shows for every band on the planet. So, so they're, they've been down with everything they've, hosted everything but uh they are coming from more of a like like that that kind of like weed indie does that make any sense okay yeah yeah yeah. sure like like indie rock where you, where your stove looks like shit Do, does anybody like is yeah i mean i lived in albany you? yes yeah totally yes yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah where you i actually gonna, thought about the other day how albany there's no there's a really there's a major problem where every house inside and out in albany is just like ugly as shit it's just ugly it's so fucking ugly so everybody i've said this really before bad. there's something called an albany style apartment it's a two bedroom or it's a two family uh, uh two floor <sighs> house oh. and uh it's uh depressing Both suck. Uh, it's like the t- yeah it's whatever it's it's brutal so, kitchen in the back uh, uh kitchen in the back weird the stairs back. bad bad everything bad flow n- none of the space makes sense um yeah yep it's ass uh and uh, a lot of the ones that are uh student uh, the student apartments uh rarely get updated they're expected to fall to shit so uh, you're basically instead of insulation, they just put new paint. So you have 18 yeah, layers of yeah, paint yeah. from the last few decades. Oh, that's, yeah. that's the insulation. I know it's yeah. true. It's triggering, so, huh? This is what triggering is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I'm not feeling good. Um, but, uh, it, it is, uh, if you can imagine indie that comes out of, comes out of that basement, uh, th- that's what it is. And, uh, yo, their fans fucking love them. Like their fans are dedicated into it. Uh, and, uh, it's a fun tour. So I had a, I had a thing I wanted to talk to that is unrelated, but, but I, I feel like it sort of applies to our world at the same time. Tom, 
Are you familiar with the current situation with, with uh, NBA superstar John Morant? I am. Patrick, are you? Because I, you might not be. Because it's 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 a kind of it's it's like very no. current, and I know you've been in the midst. Okay, Tom, can we let's let's together? But I'd love for you to start explain to Patrick what's been going on. Um, it's kind of a bummer. So you're you're aware who John Morant is, right? Yeah, but only vaguely, honestly. Uh, All right, so uh, he's twenty twenties Allen Iverson, if you can imagine, just a lot of personality, okay. small, unbelievable player, unbelievable. Like, Oh, could wait, be, is, is this the it could be the airplane. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, so it started a while back. Can you guys hear me? Because everyone... Yeah. Audio you went out be, for a second before, be, but you're all good. You might be lagging on your side, but but we can hear you quite clearly. Okay. Um, it started a while back. He Well, he punched like a 14-year-old last summer. In a, 17, 17-year-old. 17, 17-year-old. 17-year-old. All right, 17-year-old. Three, one, three years difference. Still a crime. Yeah. Um, he's, but, he's like 22, so it's okay. I mean, I'm not saying... I'm, I, I, we are we are at a hard in, in hardcore. A lot of 22-year-olds have punched 17-year-olds out here. I'm not saying it's okay, but I'm just saying. John Morant's like, yeah. So they were, they they got in a fight at a like a pickup game, which is yeah. like, if you're an NBA player, why the fuck are you playing a pickup it game? It was at his house. Oh, fucking worse. It's not like a 17 year old who's just like it's like a, a a a high level high school player who's like in who lives in his town. It's like when high level players play. It's like Kobe Bryant going and working out with the Sixers. It's like high level basketball players go and oh, you're invited to come play this game. You go play, you know that kind of thing. All right, and they got in a fist fight. So. And then I don't know. Do you want to finish it? No, no, no. I th- you, you're on the right start. I'm. I, I don't. I wasn't trying to say anything. It's just you know, go for it. No, I. I don't know it that okay. well. So, <laughs> so, just, so basically, I know the, there was a thing that he pulled a gun that, or someone pulled like a laser pointer and like pointed it at another team's. Uh, basically, another team like a group of yeah, a bus and. What team was it? Do you remember? The Pacers. Was it, it was the Pacers. Pacers. So, so uh, long story short. Th- there's the the altercation in a summer pickup game last summer. There's this incident where there was an on-court kind of back and forth between some of uh, John Morant's friends and people he hangs out with and members of the Pacers organization that then extends to what is believed to be a laser pointer of some sort being shined into their bus. Investigations inconclusive. Reports of other kind of ne'er-do-well behavior. Nothing that's criminal. Did he get in beef? Was his dad the one that got in beef with um, Shannon Sharp? Sharp That's right. So so, uh, a very public uh, argument between Shannon Sharp, former NFL player and current like sports talking head uh, at a Lakers game courtside that was like, spills over on when the crowd spills onto the floor which is a crazy thing yeah um shannon sharp very large fella oh, yes Would have um, beaten up mr morant uh yeah, big big guy yes um so all these things kind of are gestating and it's a lot of bad news and it all surfaces into john morant um on an instagram live video flashing a gun he has and this is after these very public incidents and stories and all this stuff being out in the ether, right? And then he's on an Instagram Live video and shows that he's got like a gun by his side, whatever. But he's he's like holding it, playing with it. He's out, right? 
another thing that's nobody's totally sure. It seems like he's at a club, but could be could could have been on a bus, could have been somewhere. And those things are it's actually house to look like a fucking club. Those yeah, kind, exactly right. Those things are all kind of in the ether of like the police in Denver are investigating because they were on a road game. And if he had a gun out at a club, that's actually criminal. So there's all these things right now that are still kind of being sussed out. Suffice it to say, what happens is that there's a young dude, 23, uh, who is a multimillionaire, is a very famous, successful athlete, has a Nike signature shoe coming out. Just so people understand, Nike signature shoe, there's a lot of athletes who are Nike athletes. There's like five or six NBA players who have Nike signature shoes. That's it. High level. So this is all really big. And then this is going on. So so he he essentially puts out a statement. He's stepping away from the team for a little while. Uh, the kind of speculation from the outside is that this is a low-key team being like, hey, you're suspended, but we know it looks bad for you if we say you're suspended. We don't really want that. We don't want to put it out for you. We, we care about you. So why don't you say you're going to step away for a little while? and let's make it work and make this all look good and figure out what we can do. None of that is really what I want to talk about other than to say, seems like someone who's got a lot of shit going on. Some of it's rough. Some of it, uh, you know, and this is a person who's in the public spotlight, right? Put themselves there. Has kind of put like, hey, stepping out. They're, they're dealing with it, trying to figure shit out. There's a lot of moving parts. What has happened is what I want to talk about and how I kind of think is something for us to think about in the way that hardcore happens and the way things happen and the way people talk about things that happen that I think we attempt to avoid, which is because this happened, all of a sudden, a lot of talking heads, a lot of sports, you know, quote unquote reporters, commenters, etc., are going out and posting like John Morant really needs to X, Y, and Z. This is, you know, this is a call for help. He needs to do this. He needs to do that. And I actually heard a podcast that went and said, hey, uh, I don't like that. I don't like that they're doing that because you're not posting this because you actually care about what this human's, what's going on or like you want better for this person. You're doing this because you want the attention and clicks and retweets. And I think it was an interesting conversation just in the terms of the way we all interact and the way things interact online and the way comments feel and the way people communicate things. Because I got the feeling that there were some people who were commenting and had legitimate concerns about like, hey, man, what are you doing? (laughs) You know, you're literally putting your life and not like a danger like, hey, you're you're whatever. I'm not talking. You're just risking too much. You have so much to lose. Exactly right. That's that's the way to put it. Um, and I, I felt like there were a few people who are paid to do this who are making those kind of comments. Then I saw a lot of people who it seemed like they were doing it for attention based on the back of this situation. And I wonder about that when it comes to something like a small subculture scene where there's people and there's situations and different things. I'm not talking about anything in specific. I just think about the way we interact, and I, I worry that those kind of interactions feel less human. And then I see that kind of shit in, happen in hardcore, and I go, "Yo, 
what are we doing? Like it, 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 it feels very icky. Like, do you guys kind of see what I'm going for here? Uh, you're talking about like the, the, uh, the, uh, malicious slash, uh, busybody uh, sort of gossip churn of uh, yeah. small scene music. Yeah, well, exactly right. Or or when someone takes something out of context and really frames it in a way that that can only be seen as malicious. And, and you know, exactly right. It's 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 kind of uh, snake eating its own tail shit that I I think disables progress in a lot of ways. Uh, I mean, you can guess how I would fucking come at this. Um, I, you know, uh, we did the podcast uh, live a, f- a couple weeks ago, and uh, Ian Fidance joined uh, Eric and I. Uh, he's a comedian, and I've never really met anybody with such an extreme stance uh, or strident, not extreme, strident stance on gossip. He straight up does not want to hear it. Uh, he's on some kind of like AA vibe where I don't, I don't, I don't want other people's opinions about people in my face. You know what I mean? Mm. Keep that negativity out of my face. And there's something, you know, we're all, we're, we're game for gossip. We're not particularly judgmental people, right? uh, but we'll hear it. Right. He, he's, he's got no, no patience for it. And there's something admirable about that. Uh, I don't join him in that as I, uh, I'm always game to hear it, but I, I will say it's pretty rare that I fucking take it whole hog or, or, or base my, my views on it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think that doing so is pretty mentally dangerous, you know? Um, Tom, you're our voice of reason here. You you get what we're we're looking at and the kind of things because it's it's where it's uh, there's this idea of of look self regulation let's let's make sure there aren't terrible humans around and then there's things where all of a sudden I'm like wait are we are we is there a critical nature to this and and like gossip and people being involved in things where it suddenly is going beyond. Hey, let's make sure that assholes aren't allowed, like people aren't being allowed to abuse others into something else. Yeah. I mean, people love to pile on. Yeah. And I think it's easy, like when someone's a target, it's easy to kind of be like, and then I said, you know, oh, you yeah, really yeah. get to get your act together because, you know, Fuck. it's like, that's cool. You know, like it sucks. I mean, this kid, John Morant's like, like a fucking once in a generation type player. Like, unbelievable. Is that true? You know, I, I really didn't know this. Oh, game. yeah. Oh, great? I mean, awesome. he's a, a beautiful, like, beautiful Luka player. Like, run the league for the rest, you know. And, for the rest and, of the decade. Easy. Easy. And Giannis, probably. But, like, you know, like, unbelievable. Like, unbelievable. He's got, like, an awesome look. He's, like, he's got his own sneaker. He's, like, taking Memphis into, like, being a good team. Uh, he, there's there's about four or five kids who dominate. F- four or five kids. Four or five I mean, they're kids. pro <laughs> players. Yeah, they are. Four or five young <laughs> NBA players who dominate uh, all the youth sports where I get a chance to see high schoolers, uh, middle schoolers, and then all the way down to my son's age, elementary school. Um, Ja, Luca, LaMelo Ball. Those are the players they love, love, love. LaMelo. LaMelo. You cannot believe 
would a whole LaMelo ball in his shoes have on uh, youth sports. Weird. He's not even that good. Yo, he's pretty good. Oh, you he's know, pretty I'm good. Some, I don't know dude's level. <sighs> he's pretty good. His shoes are cool, too. The people, I mean, but I, they I, love him. He's, he's, but anyways. Um, but I think people like to pile on, and especially like it's the equivalent. I always like talk about people that it's like when someone dies, like a famous person dies. I like feel like it, it gives people like carte blanche to like be like, here's how bad this made me feel. I'm like, did it really make you feel bad, or you just want to like get your shit off? Tom, you you right. summed up everything I felt here with one statement, which which was quote, and then I said, unquote. Yeah. Right, like I'm on the right hand side of things. Well, and and it's you know it's like <laughs> you know someone dies and there's a spotlight on their casket, and you grab the microphone, uh, you know, uh, nudge the the spotlight over here and say, "Man, what a terrible, terrible loss." Um, but I'm going to speak about how I feel about all this. So uh, let's. It's and then I said, "It's piling on. It's jumping in." It's crushing. It's man. It is a dangerous thing, and I, I don't know. It's something I I I, th- I find it's so disaffected in the way it feels when you see people actually opine because everybody has a platform. I actually think it's kind of cool that everyone has a platform, but then you realize how leveled off it is because people almost feel the need to make increasingly crazy comments or take harder stances to feel seen in their opinion and uh you know dangerous dangerous behavior everybody just really rough yeah and i feel like in hardcore stuff people like like to pile on or like to kind of be like this person's a bad object right make sure everybody knows that almost makes a little bit more sense to me because it's like there's a chance you may run into that person Uh you're never going to be in the same room as john morant right Unless you're at a fucking and you and nineteen other schmucks, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to be. You're not drinking or eating or doing anything where some where a dude of that level of of financial security is going to be. Sure, 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 sure. No, I, I, you know what I mean, I don't disagree I, on that. I, I think well, and that's where it becomes. We treat we we start to treat people as so. That's that, there we go. It's where you start to treat human beings as objects because of their status or or popularity or what have you. They're standing, right? And when I see that drip trickle down effect to a thing like hardcore that as we've all noted is is a small place, I think that's really fucking weird. I think it's really weird. And I I just there's there's a good side where there's a self regulation and an idea of like Which is great. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I mean, yo, it's it's uh, why a thing can be a, a thriving organism in a certain way. But sometimes the antibodies start attacking the the the, the system itself. So I, I'm very curious about it. And I I hope people just think about that because we've seen a few things there where the allegation is louder than the apology and the retraction, and uh, I just hate to see it. And I'm not talking about anything specific. I literally was thinking about this John Morant thing and going, wait, some of the tone of this feels like how it feels when I see a band who gets whooped on and then, oh, wait, never mind. I mean, I I had a discussion. Actually, this is pretty dark. I had a discussion with a band the other day about uh, a guy that they don't like. 
and think is lame as fuck was getting murdered on an accusation that turned out to be not just false, but like, um, uh, I, I don't want to get too much into it because people are going to be like, sure, oh, yeah, sure, I'm sure, a fucking person. But right. like, who, 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 who? Right. Basically, there was there was someone who uh, was getting canceled themselves for whatever, and just kind of tried to suicide vest a a bunch of people that had nothing to do with nothing, and uh, yeah, it was really dark, <laughs> and uh, that uh, somebody that was caught up in it is an unlikable person, uh, just like a douche right uh not guilty of anything but being a douche and this band was saying it put us in the weirdest position because we had a strong suspicion that this was untrue uh but it also didn't feel like we didn't feel like risking our careers for a guy that we think is lame as fuck and (laughs) So I want you to think about, think about moral conundrums for a second, right? Like, is it your, is it your job to jump out and kill yourself for someone who you're not confident would do that for you and you don't like as a person? Right. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to give you a a wild one. Are you ready? Let's hear it. Uh, A friend uh, was uh, a dad for three days. Um, And... Uh, then, oh, that phrase says a lot. Uh, <clears throat> friend was a dad for three days, and then the real father showed up. Oh no! And said, uh, "Hey, bad news, brother. Um, I was schlupping y- your girl, and then and you guys got kid. back together. Yeah. But I think I want my kids. Paternity test. Though it, it it was not my dude's kids. It was the the schlupper." And I, I had a dark thought, which was, man, I'm, I might've let you take that bullet. Um, cause I don't know if I'd be ready to be a dad. Right. And, but think about that for a second. You let somebody else raise your children. What if they do a bad job? There's a lot of shit to feel weird about. Like feel like, do you feel guilt? If what if that kid? What if they raise them nice? What if they raise them perfect? Then maybe you're like, wow, they did a better job than I could have done. I made the right decision by being a selfish asshole. <laughs> but then, what if it goes wrong? You know what I mean? Anyway, uh, th- these are moral questions. Th- these are almost like ethics uh, 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 class it's a dorm room. Right? Yeah, yeah, dorm room. And uh, so, do you? Are you supposed to jump out? Like I saw one. I, I saw one that I knew was fucking fake and I didn't jump out, right? Uh and because well, are you now in line of the shooter? And who wants to be in the line of the shooter? And right. you know, like Yeah, it's no, it's 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 and and can you without a doubt, without with one hundred percent certainty know that this is a fake? And yo, maybe you can. Oh, I mean, so it, maybe that's you tough, right? Yeah, yeah, a lot of, t- a lot of times. Not with 100% certainty. 100% yeah, certainty. And we have to be pretty close. There's about three or four people I know who I could be like on 100% certain. Even people I'm very close to, it's like, yo, I don't, I'm not with you every second of every day. You know how many people are? Uh, so, that, right. That, well, that's the thing. Tom knows this from his uh, job in the law, which is uh, what, what is 100% certainty of anything? 
You know what I mean? Like it's fucking crazy to even right. presume that's that right. that's you could be part exists. of it and not realize, not that's right. and not know like for a hundred. I mean, you could be the center of the allegation and be like, well, I'm not a hundred percent sure this isn't right. Yep. Uh, so there's, no, there's never a hundred percent. There's exactly. And there's examples in our world where someone was doing some foul shit and those people who were in a van with them had no fucking idea purported to yep. go. We had no clue. Fuck. Yep. So, uh, but th- this is to say that like, yo, life, life is pretty messy and, uh, it, it, it can, it's asking a lot of any individual to jump out and, and, uh, jump on your grenade for you. Right. Uh, but it's also, it is rough to the idea that, Hey, I don't like this person, but this is wrong. Y- you know what I mean? Like that, that's crazy. Like, I had a personal problem with somebody that was getting canceled a long time ago. I had, had a, I had a person, I, in the past had a personal problem with somebody and it's not like there was any love lost between us. It's not like we're homies or anything. Uh, but when they were getting canceled, I, I did the, I did the, I reached out to their people to make sure that they were not going to harm themselves. You, right. you know what I mean? Because I think that that's the baseline. And people, listen, people that are listening to this and are like, yo, fuck anybody that done anything wrong in their life, that's you. That's good for you. But I'm telling you right now, like my chief priority when the, all that shit's going down is I don't want anybody to harm themselves. I don't, until the smoke clears, nobody's, uh, you know. So, uh, I, but regarding how hardcore does this shit, like, look, there are people in our listenership who believe that they are ordained to police our scene. Uh, and there are some of those people uh, do so with violence. And some of those people do so uh, with tweets. I am not a violent man, but for whatever reason, it is a more relatable um, form of, of policing <laughs> than, 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 that, uh, than tweeting is for me personally. Right. And that might be an age thing or it might be, you know, whatever background thing, whatever it is. But, uh, the, the kind of, uh, tweeting the, the gossipy fake concern thing for mm-hmm. me is yes. always a red flag and people can feel how they want about that. But like when it's, and particularly when I see people do shit like, Oh yeah. I always got a weird vibe. So I unfollowed him and it's like, yo, you're just interjecting yourself into a conversation to be part of the conversation. You are not being truthful <sighs> in any meaningful way. Let me quote that, a very wise that type man. Of shit, I just, I'm low patience. And then I said, don't, don't be that person. Don't, don't be, be that, that person. person man. If there's something that needs, if there's something that needs your attention, you will know. <laughs> you 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 will know, and until then, uh, I w- I would urge you uh, to keep your own counsel, figure out what's real, and, and advise your own behavior based on that. Mm. Uh, I don't crowdsource my grievances, and I don't uh, I, I I don't look for solutions from strangers. Uh, so I don't know. I regarding like. Uh, you know, we could be talking about cancellations, but we could also just be talking about nasty gossip. I, 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 uh, I fuck with some of the gossip, like I said, because I don't, I don't judge. So to me, it's just, just funny shit. But like for people that can't help, but judge, 
and take everything on face value, you should keep yourself away from the gossip because you're going to mm. do yourself a disservice. Let's close on a high note. All right. Tom Patrick. If I were to ask you, what is a trucker's favorite hardcore band? What would you tell me? Kubla Khan. Uh, does, Zeke, does Zeke count as a hardcore band? <laughs> well, give me your logic for Kubla Khan, Tom. Um, because they live in like that Oklahoma, Texas region, and I feel like, <laughs> and they have a song about. That's um, true. They have a song that Vogel sings on that's like I can't totally get a read on. Okay. But it's about like sex workers at truck stops, like lot lizards. I don't know if that's the. That's the, probably not the nice yeah, thing to say, but yeah, no, that, that is a. No, I think, I, that is I think that's cool the, that's that's the, that's the technical term. <laughs> yeah, is that is that the legal term? Doctor Kinlan deemed it that, yeah. that such. That's uh, good to know. I was Yo, curious. I know. Hey, if, if fellas, you know I know that we're supposed. To, no, no, we're, I know we're supposed to uh, end on a high note, so I, I, I don't want to end on this. I'm, I'm just gonna. Uh, we drove through Nebraska, and uh, there was a sign, large sign, in one of the truck stops, for uh-huh. a murdered, a murdered person. Right? Oh. Like, do you have any? Do you have any information? This person was murdered in like 2007, but the reason that it was germane at this truck stop is because. Police believe that the person that did this murder is involved in the trucking industry. <clears throat> and uh, I thought about that for a long time. You ever think about people that did a one-off murder? Like maybe they're not serial killers. Maybe that never boiled up in them again. But they they, they just did a one-off? You know, yeah. What a crazy yeah. fucking idea. Never going to find that person. I think about it in the same context. Well, not the same context, but the context of if you accidentally, you're driving in the middle, oh, here you go, you're in a van, you're driving in the middle of the night, it's just you, and you hit someone, you kill them. Mm. Yo, that sucks. Whether you, whether you get in trouble or you keep driving, you took someone's life. Damn. Damn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, whether it's out of rage or, or unintentional. I mean, if it's out of rage, you probably should have some more issues with it, but if you even by accident, even by circumstance, even if someone ran in the, think about someone, uh, you know, committing suicide by running into the road and you hit them because there was nothing you could do to avoid them. I feel like that would weigh on me pretty heavy. Uh, killing someone? Yeah, I, I think I, I listen. Even if, I hit even dog, if their intent was to die and your intent was not to kill them, you know? Uh, you know yeah, what? My buddy works for Amtrak and has to deal with that stuff. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. fucking brutal. Oh. Or people that work for the MTA that I know, it's like, oh. there's literally nothing I could have done any differently. Right. Yeah. But it still doesn't feel good. I mean, oh, no, of course not. Well, I'm glad this is a good way to end. No, no, no. We get, uh, hold on. Let's get back. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. <laughs> let's spit. Patrick, you said, oh, you're saying Zeke is your, your trucker uh, favorite hardcore band. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, I wouldn't call them a hardcore band, but that, but that's no, in terms of aggressive not. guitar music. I think there's Zeke, there's Zeke fans. Pat, did you ever see Joyride the movie with Paul Walker? Of course. Oh my was. god, it's been twenty years. <laughs> but that was about a cross country truck, a cross country trucker. Yep. That killed somebody. Yep. Really? Remember Candy Cane, Candy Cane. 
got to watch got to watch road games as well everybody it, dude, it, so it's Paul Walker and Steve Zahn. Bob, I can't believe you never saw this. I'm, Traveling from I'm California mad. to Colorado. This is cool, yeah. 2001. So what they do is they play like a prank on the CB. Oh. Make them believe they're a woman. to get, And they like, like oh, meet man. me at this rest stop and get this hotel room or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he goes there. And they get the room next door. And like they hear him come like show up and realize oh. that he got a, so he figures out who it was and like chases them across the country wow and like there's like a part like he rips a guy's jaw it's like re- it's a horror movie but it's yeah. really good it's it's right. it's written and produced by jj abrams like one of his early movies and it's steve zahn paul walker and a name from the past that you haven't thought of in probably 20 years lily sobieski oh, oh yeah. yeah i remember lily remember yeah i do but yeah, the, like all of a sudden it'd be like dead quiet, and you hear the guy be like, "Candy cane," and he had like this crazy fucking voice. All right, I mean that's right up. I, I need to do that because um, now we're talking literally twenty years ago. Uh, I was working in Westlake Village, California, uh, working uh, doing band merchandising, and a guy driving an eighteen wheeler comes out. I help him unload his truck. We're talking. Uh, w- one of the nice things we would do, we'd offer, "Hey, you want any shirts? You want anything?" And the fellow goes, well, that depends. You got 5XL? And I was like, uh, matter of fact, I think I do. So go look for the shirt. As I'm talking with the fellow, really, honestly, a very nice guy. He's like, you ever think about getting into trucking? And I was like, no, I haven't. Um, Tell me more. And I was sort of I was sort of taken aback. I'm like, how old was I? I was like 22, I guess. Yeah, 22-ish. And I'm, I'm like, man, I, should have I think I made a mistake. I think I would love to be a trucker. So I need to go get mm. my uh, CDL. We got to figure this out. Um, what? Let's let's close on this so we don't close on trucking. You guys said Joyride. Joyride immediately made me think of Freeway. Do you know the free movie with Kiefer Sutherland and Reese Witherspoon? Sure. Uh, Rapper from Philly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what would a cubicled employee's favorite hardcore band be? Um. Small cubicle, uh, many other employees in the the cube. <laughs> Dead guy. Yeah, that's that would that's be my go to. Because you can't play music out loud, so it has to be on, it's your, on your headphones. Headphones. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I could. I could also see. Um, Power violence is one that I think plays in the yeah, cubicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Real yeah, aggressive stuff. One away. It's a good suggestion in there too. Uh, there's also that, like, uh, you know, there's that uh, cubicle employee who's th- thinking about how locked into the system they are and how, like, uh, miserable day to day. So I could see them being a crust listener that's just, you know, <laughs> repressed. Yeah, it's it's 930 on a Thursday and they're just throwing on monolith again. Sure. <laughs> Fuck. Um, another day. Another day. Um uh, yeah, I would say some shit like I don't see, uh, you know, I don't see first wave sort of uh, the the hardcore as the go to. I don't maybe metalcore. I bet there's I a know. lot of metalcore fans that are currently working in cubicles. I think even right even age. the most dyed in the wool youth of today fan can't throw youth crew stuff on when they're in the midst of a midweek cubicle thing. Just don't yep. have the energy to be that like uh, upbeat 
and, and attacking <laughs> the world. You know what I mean? You're just not. We're back. Would you shut the fuck up? <laughs> like, like, yeah. Not now, Rod. God damn it, Timothy. Can you shut yeah. that music off? Oh, God. Him with the yeah. yelling and screaming. Screaming and yelling. All right. So uh, I, uh, let me think about one. Um, what was that? Pot- what was the band that did the fake youth crew songs about working at a an office? Oh fuck! Remember, it's my Microsoft Outlook. Fuck. Uh, PowerPoint. Yes. <laughs> don't let them. Don't don't act like your alpha brain's not working, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Come on, you need one. You're allergic to cubicles. HVAC. 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 Oh, the okay. Who HVAC? All right. Um, what I think is they like stoner rock, but let me get as close as I can. Um, New Orleans band, not hardcore, but uh, down. I think they're big down fans. Oh, they could uh, be down. But let me give a hardcore one. Oh, if you if you do HVAC, you're an Iron Age guy. Oh, you know you you might be. I was thinking anything from like All Out War to Shattered Realm mm-hmm. to like uh, I, I'm thinking like I th- HVAC. I think I can see All Out War. I think once you get to the like harder, heavier stuff, the 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 like I'm gonna you know brass knuckle shirt stuff. You're you're going um, you're going like uh, fast. You're going like electric guys. I think electricians maybe you know what i mean i don't think i think hvac you need to be kind of you need something that you're sitting with while you're you're replacing a furnace you know by the way i learned all about backflow from a mechanical plumber the other day Mm, interesting backflow the backflow is the danger in plumbing i just want you guys to know that Mm. gotta have that stuff potentially what what were they listening to causes sickness uh Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, you know what this this fella uh, seemed like he was pump sealed sealed. You got to make sure that shit's good. You get those bad. This fella struck me as a system of a down sort of guy, but I could be wrong. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it ends there. <laughs>